the fly will not be presented at this time in order to bring you the following special podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Pretty good piano music playing there, huh? How old do you think this woman was that is playing the piano when she just passed away last How do we week? know it's a woman? Maybe it's a man playing that piano. Well, it looks like a woman, has a woman's name. I've seen a picture of her, looks like a woman, but you're right. Nowadays, who knows for sure? But her name was Colette Mays, 109 years old when she checked wow. out. Was and she, she still playing the piano at 109? Yeah, yeah. Really? Not much longer than that, though. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a chicken where you get cut its head off and it keeps oh, running around. Okay, all yeah, right. But, but once she died, yeah, she, she stopped playing the piano. That's how they knew, I think, that she passed. <laughs> They're like, some, hey, where'd the music go? Yeah, oh, when, shit. Yeah, when, oh, so, no. oh, when, something, like, when something like this. Colette? Okay, she's dead. I think that's how it happened. But great, great story. She started playing when she was like four years old and literally over a hundred years of playing the piano and uh, really actually started recording her music in her 80s. So wow. um, I think she wanted to make sure she was really ready before she started recording. Right. I think that's very, I like stories like that where... Yeah. Yeah. People don't really find their their self, their creativeness, their skill, their their gift, whatever you want to call it, till they're like practically dead. I feel like I got some things to look forward to here. Yeah. Yeah, who don't... knows what's who knows what's going to come out of this noggin of mine in the next twenty years? Yeah, who knows? Nobody uh, should tell you. Nah, you're too old to do that. Don't try it. Yeah. Your time's passed. Too old. Nonsense, I say. Colette Mays, of course, kind of like a Grandma Moses story, but but she had been playing piano her whole life. Another person that passed, uh, Sarah Tavares, Portuguese songwriter, uh, singer, guitarist, 45 years old. Here's some of her music. And again, I believe it is a woman. Uh, let's see who. Uh, uh, Ryan O'Neill, the actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, these are all people that shuffled off since we last recorded, which was too long ago. Ryan O'Neill, eighty-two years old. Everybody knows the story. Kind of a TV actor, and then he got this gig on a movie called Love Story, and it really changed his career. Love means never having to say you're sorry. He was, you know, he was paid twenty-five grand for for that movie. Wow. I mean, that's how much he wanted the gig and how little there was enthusiasm for him to be the one to have the gig but but it worked I out just, 
I just rewatched What's Up Doc with Barbara Streisand and him. He just he just his character Howard is just so ridiculously stick up your butt kind of guy that he just plays it brilliantly. What's up, Doc? Did you happen to know that I, I love you? It's such a fun, fun movie. It holds up really well. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. Peter Bogdanovich, the director of that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he was in Paper Moon with his daughter, nine-year-old yes. daughter Tatum. And... If we were running out of Bibles, you should have told me we were running out of Bibles. We were running out of Bibles. Well, then we got to get new ones. And let's get new ones. He was married several times, I think. Uh, he lived with Farrah Fawcett Majors. For 20 years, they never married. Yeah. But he had a tempestuous and tumultuous life as well. He has checked out at 82. And uh, I wanted to mention Norman Lear, died the great producer. He, he wrote movies and all kinds of things, but he's going to be best remembered for the TV shows that he did. All in the Family. No, yeah. The Jeffersons. We are the Jeffersons. Maud. Just tell me, Walter, that... I'm doing the right thing, not having the baby. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Do you remember that show? How do you like the floor? See that glow? What glow? Do, do you mean the waxy yellow buildup? What do you mean? That can't be a waxy yellow buildup. Read the can. Mary, you're looking at a waxy yellow buildup. No, I'm not. I am looking at a label that says that can't be. Mary, I am your sister, and I'm telling you, it's not a waxy buildup there. It's a waxy buildup there. You know, these people, I mean, they turn out about a million cans a week. I mean, who am I supposed to listen to, you? Waxy yellow buildup. You know, that was lost on me. I don't, I, I, I think it was too smart for me. I didn't quite, I didn't quite track with that show. Yeah, it wasn't it. one of my favorites either, but it was uh, pretty popular. And uh, yeah. when he when he created the show, the network said, "Nah, we don't want it. No thanks." And it was unusual in that it was what they call a strip show, so it was on five days a week, not just once a week. Right. So the tyranny of having to come up with a script every day, a uh, half hour comedy, was pretty daunting. But they did it. And I remember when I first came years ago to King TV. King was at that time running Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman as the lead in to their five o'clock news. And it was kicking butt. It did very, very well in that time slot. Fernwood Tonight with Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, Good Times, Facts of Life, Different Strokes. Uh, even late in his life, Norman Lear still working on new ideas, new shows. He was writing scripts for South Park. I mean, what a life, what a career, yeah. and what a talent. Right. Uh, and finally, Lisa, let me mention Denny Lane, uh, who was 79, a founding member of the Moody Blues. One of my favorite groups, although I never thought much about them until I went and saw them in concert one time. Somebody gave me tickets. I, was, I went unenthusiastically and was blown away. I thought they were great. Mm. But Denny Lane, a founding member, uh, only was on one album, their very first album. And he's singing lead vocals on this song from 1964 called Go Now. We've already said goodbye. 
and he also founded Wings with uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, Denny Lane. His real name is Brian Hines. Denny was a childhood nickname. And then the Lane, his last name was for Frankie Lane, a singer who was his sister's favorite. You Songs like that. Yeah, cool. So there you go. All right. So you've I can't believe you didn't mention Henry Kissinger, Matthew Perry, Richard Roundtree. They all croaked too. Well, it takes so much time. I mean, it's we yeah, haven't done you, one. Yeah, but you spend it with we, all these people we don't even know. Like I don't know who these people are. Well, like, his. I did not mention Henry Kissinger, you're right, I didn't do that. And you know, I was really surprised, I read a little bit about him, and I, I didn't really know much, but he, I had no idea that he was um, nicknamed the Playboy of the West Wing. I mean, you look at the man and you think, really? But he was apparently quite, quite a romancer, yeah. and... An unlikely oh. package, but he, yes, you know, to be sure. Apparently, had uh, a lot of personal charm going for him. Unlike, uh, unlike Richard Roundtree in Shaft. Now that you can, yeah. that is you can totally see. Yeah, and if what if Henry Kissinger had been the star of Shaft? Who is this? The name is Shaft, John Shaft. Can you dig it? Who else did you mention that I forgot? Matthew, Matthew Perry, oh, yeah, 54 yeah, yeah. years old, yeah. the beloved, beloved character actor from, I think his only only thing that he did worth even noting was Friends in, as far as his, his career, but he also wanted to be remembered too for um, starting a, um, a rehab center for, um, right, right. for, for men, and um, yeah, so very, very sad ending to his life. Yeah, that just so. sucks. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, good to good to be back with you doing this again. It's been yeah a long time. I get I hear from people who say, "What's going on? Where where's the podcast? Come on!" Yeah, as we accept very kind donations from listeners, and then we don't, and then we don't deliver on our end of things. So we're going to work. Well, on it that. hasn't stopped them, so clearly we don't have to do a whole lot. Maybe they're encouraging us to keep uh, <laughs> <laughs> the scarcity of these things going. <laughs> yeah. We will pay you not to do a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I got paid not to be on the radio for a whole year. They yeah. said, we do not like you and we will pay out your contract rather than have you be, have you darken our doorstep with your radio ishness. And I said, fine with me. So what, what's, uh, was that, that was post uh, working with me, right? It was some Right. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. I got fired. Yeah. I got fired. I've said that a lot. Isn't getting fired fun? <laughs> it is when you can sit on your ass for a whole year and still well, get paid. Yeah, that's that's certainly <laughs> that certainly helps. But I've always said this: the worst part, if you're married like me, the worst part of getting fired is having to make the phone call to your spouse oh, or come home early, and they're like, "What are you doing home early?" Well, it's funny. Uh, aren't you? Shouldn't you be at the radio station? I think so. <laughs> I work hard.
Yeah. But I do think getting fired uh, is part of life. I mean, and f- frankly, I think it makes you a better person in the long run than well, if you just, just skate through 50 years working at a company and collect your gold watch and go home. Yeah, um, I guess yeah. if you want to put that sort of a weird spin on it, sure. But Well, that's what that's what people who get fired say, you know, <laughs> yeah. but only after that's they've right. gotten something else going on. Exactly. And uh, I, I, the other thing you would often hear when you get fired is uh, your friends and relatives will say to you, well, I'm not worried about you. You're you're so good. You'll get another gig right away. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. Well, I'm worried about me. <laughs> the bank uh, is worried about whether I'm going to make my house payment. <laughs> My kids My are kids. looking at me with hungry eyes. They're a little worried. We want we want something to eat, Dad. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We're going to have to grow our own food now. But don't worry take, about me. It's going to take a while because stuff doesn't grow instantly. So, But by next spring, oh boy, we're going to yep. have salads galore. <laughs> exactly. We uh, should also mention that Time Magazine has come out with their Person of the Year. I know. Pat, can I stop you? Can I please stop you? I am so excited. I I can't believe that you didn't tell me that you made the shortlist of Time's People Person of the Year. I cannot believe you didn't. That's not why I brought it up right now. List. Um, let me read a little here. So okay. um, after a decades long wait for the throne, Pat took his position as the head monarch of the, Uni- of the United Kingdom and other ter- territories this May. At the moment of change for the monarchy, he signified the power of tradition. Okay. Oh, wait a hey, minute. Uh, I'm you sorry. know, I'm going to have what? to stop you. Yeah, I actually am wrong. That yeah, is that, not you. <laughs> that was not me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's King Charles III. Could have been me, but that damn crown didn't fit. I mean, it was way too small. I'm so sorry. I got such a big gourd. <laughs> you should have been on the short list for Time's Person of the Year, damn it. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I could have been in the, like, the top uh, 17 billion or something like that of potential <laughs> candidates. List. I didn't even make the long list. Yeah, but of course it was Taylor Swift. think that's good oh oh here we go uh yes i do she is the have you read about her success and what she has done in this industry you're on the phone with your girlfriend she's upset she's going off about something that you said she doesn't get your humor like i do have you? No, no, I know nothing about it. I've, I've been living in a cave. Tell me about it. So that it. doesn't doesn't impress you at all? Well, of course, but person of the year on the entire planet? Uh, but here's Time Magazine's criterion, as it has been through the years. For better or worse, this the person who has done the most to influence the events of the year. Mm-hmm. So it can be a person, could be a group, could be an idea. And uh, so through the years... Uh, I, as I'm looking through the list here, I don't see anybody on the list. And it's, this isn't an exhaustive list, but I don't see any entertainer that has ever been named Person of the Year by Time Magazine. I could be wrong about that. But I'm quickly going through the list. Uh, Charles Lindbergh, Gandhi, uh, FDR was chosen three times. Shanghai uh, Shek, Premier of China, Hitler even got uh, got got the gig uh, in 1938 
again, for better or worse, has done the most to influence the events of the year. As Stalin received the honor twice, if you want to call it an honor. Again, they're not saying, what a great guy Stalin is. Let's name him person of the year. It is for better or for worse. Uh, Churchill was uh, got, the, got that uh, honorific. Truman a couple of times. Khrushchev. JFK, Pope John the 23rd. These are all men. How interesting is this? MLK Jr., LBJ. Man, man, uh, man. Middle Americans, uh, the computer one year, Mm -hmm. the endangered earth. Uh, Kissinger, your boy, Kissinger. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Nixon a couple of times. Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, Newt Gingrich, Clinton a couple of times. Jeff Bezos, Giuliani, George W. Bush, Putin, Obama, Zuckerberg, Trump, Biden. Kamala Harris. There's the first woman. Oh, that I think, wow. Huh. I think so. Interesting. And then uh, Elon Musk and uh, and Zelensky from uh, the Ukraine, among those who received the honor. But so for, for no other reason, yeah, let's 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 have a chick be the person of the year for a chick. I remember when we broke up the first time seeing this is it. I've had enough because like we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? And say, baby, I miss you and I swear I'm gonna change Trust me, remember how that lasted for a day I say, I hate you, we break up, you call me, I love you I really don't have a problem with Taylor Swift But here's what I do, here's what I do like to do regarding Taylor Swift And I hope you'll join me in this <laughs> I probably will Do you ever watch those Flex Seal commercials? Uh, the guy comes on and says, hi, Phil Swift here for Flex Tape the super strong waterproof tape. You know, you've got a leak in your boat and you put Flex Seal product oh, on that, it. Oh, that, that, yes. Yeah, yeah, like this guy. Hi, Phil Swift here. So I begin starting the rumor, and I, I spread it as much as I can, that Phil Swift is either married to Taylor Swift, was his first, her first husband. Uh, <laughs> nobody even knew she was married. Or that he's her brother or her dad, Phil Swift. So I would like to start spreading that rumor far and wide. Well, I think that there's a number of reasons why she's so inf- that that she's the person of the year. Just her influence is very hard to escape. Um, the Absolutely. fact that she is able to—I mean, she single-handedly increased football ticket <laughs> sales um, just because of who she's dating. She is the first. I person. would stop you there. I, the thing about NFL football, and this is insane, 83 of the top 100 TV shows in America were all football games. 83 of 100 shows. Mm. So uh, it's incredibly popular. Like the Oscars, maybe. I'm not uh, saying it wasn't popular. I'm just saying that she, they say measured it. This is a fact that ticket sales went up the moment. Oh, okay. Now you're going to start tossing facts around. I know. I knew so, you were going to go there eventually. Um, I think what's really, really impressive about her, her, uh, her Eros tour that just kicked off this year's, uh, has made a billion dollars. She personally is one of only four musicians to ever be in the billion dollar club, single musicians. And I thought this was really fascinating. Um, and you might be surprised to know who they are. So, and this isn't counting people who are in bands. Like you might 
you might make the guess that Paul McCartney is one of them. No, because he's not. He wasn't. A I thought you said musician. women. One of four women. No, so you're saying one of four, four musicians. Oh, okay. All right. To reach the billion, to be in the billion, uh, there's only let, four. Let me, let me see if I can guess. Yes, uh, is please Beyonce do. One, four. Beyonce, one of them. I know. Very, very good guess. Nope. Jay Z. Um, what about Springsteen? I mentioned him. Nope. Billy Joel. Nope. And and by the way, wasn't Springsteen in a band also? This is one of four singular singers, not somebody who got their wealth by being in a band and then becoming a singular singer. So Beyonce started out in a group as well. So you better tell me. So Rihanna, Jay Z, and this one might surprise you, Jimmy Buffett. Now, what's interesting about Jimmy Buffett is, and the other three of these people, they did not get their wealth mainly from their music. Like Jimmy Buffett branched off into the restaurant business and all sorts of things. But she's the only one that has made her money strictly on touring and music. Mm. That is pretty impressive. Taylor Swift, man, yeah. what a year. Sorry you weren't on the shortlist. I so thought you were. What have you been up to, by the way? I've been good. Things are, I've got some exciting things going on. Maybe that's why I haven't heard from you. What's going on? I'm kidding. I don't have anything exciting going on. But let me ask you this. <laughs> Damn it. How did you feel when I said to you, I've got some really exciting... Did it make you feel happy for me or did it make you feel envious of me? No, no. It completely made me unhappy. I, I wallow in the throes of schadenfreude. When good things happen to other people, that makes me miserable. Right now you are down and out and feeling really crappy. I'll say. And when I see how sad you are, it sort of makes me happy. Happy. Sorry, Nikki. Human nature. Nothing I can do. It's schadenfreude. Making me feel glad that I'm not you. So I'm testing out something where I'm just sort of saying when people say, how are you? Even if I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm testing out how this impacts my outlook on life. Like, yes. Oh gosh. Everything's fantastic. I've got some exciting things going on. I've got just the thing for you, Lisa Foster. It's called what? Facebook. <laughs> There's an online world where I am king of a little website dedicated to me with pictures of me and a list of my friends and an unofficial record of the groups that I'm in. Before the internet, friendship was so tough. You actually had to be in people's presence and stuff. Who would have thought that with a point and a click, I would know that Hope Floats is your favorite flick? Harry Cunning Jr. Facebook. Facebook. I'm hooked on Facebook. But I'm trying to see if this sort of... Don't they say, you know, the, the things that you, um, man, you know, manifest come to you, that sort of stuff. So I've decided instead of going, you know what, this sucks. I'm going to go, no, no, this is good. Things are good. Everything's good. It's all good. It's sort of a gratitude, sort of a mental health kick that I'm on. Like, yeah, this is good. Couldn't be better. I'm so excited. Things are good. There was a writer named Norman Vincent Peale who... His book, The Power of Positive Thinking. Yes. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. And sometimes we get overwhelmed with uh, negative thoughts because they, you know, they're, they kind of are always lurking around. 
But uh, even Taylor Swift must say, God, I had a crappy day. That was a crappy day. Well, if you've listened to any of her music, Pat, you would know that she has had a zillion crappy days. She is the queen of storytelling on crappy days. (laughs) That's her whole, that's her whole shtick. Well, I mean, I I think her going with Travis Kelsey here, the uh, tight end for the Chiefs, uh, it's really kind of research for her. Exactly. Because pretty soon he's going to be the subject of her songs after she throws him over. He said he he doesn't care if she writes a song about him. She probably will. You were a crappy player, (laughs) way overrated in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. um, You should have been on the short list, Pat. I didn't realize you had that sort of songwriting talent. Oh, yeah. And that just came off. Top of my head. I mean, if I spent more time at it, it could really be big. One thing, that, one good thing that has happened uh, in my life, you remember when we were on the radio yep. a million years ago, I, yep. I would often uh, mention that life was tough for me because of my butt being so big. Remember that? I'd, I'd say it all the time. Can you stop for just a second? Yeah. Because I think I laughed over that, and I don't think our listeners are going to hear. I'd like to just be quiet and have you state that, make that statement again. Go for it. I would often comment about how big my butt was and uh, and what hardship that caused in my personal life uh, in lots of ways. <laughs> finding pants that fit, finding a chair I could sit in. An automobile driving. I can manage. Just, yeah, dri- just driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember when we would go on remotes or we'd make personal appearances for the radio station, that's the first thing people would do. They'd, they'd kind of take a look. Oh, man. Oh, jeez, look at that thing. Oh, man, that's huge. <laughs> well, now I'm happy to note that, and this has been happening for a while, Oh, big butts are in fashion now. Oh, gee. I thought I, you were going to say you don't have a big butt anymore. No, I it's it's bigger than ever, but now I don't mind <laughs> because I'm a fashionista now. I'm I I'm not I'm not the street sweeper at the end of the parade. I was leading the parade all the <laughs> while. I just never knew it. 76 trombones led the big parade with 110 cornets close at hand. Yeah, they've been in fashion for a while, and I think you have Kim Kardashian to thank for that. Well, I do. I mean, uh, I think she has me to thank, frankly, oh. but uh, <laughs> I don't expect to get a call anytime soon. But that, yeah. So that's been a bit of good news. So your positive thinking thing, is, is that working for you? Or is well, it just something you're faking your way through? I'm just trying it out, and it felt really good to just when you said, "So, what do you?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm good. I've got some exciting things going on in my life." I mean, I physically felt kind of excited. Yeah. And then when you called me out on it to prove it, and I had nothing to back it up, I kind of oh, went back to what well, I where I, I normally land. I wish I'd left which it. Al- is, which is, I don't got nothing. I wish I I'd nothing. left it alone. I because I, I, I want you to be happy. I'm sure. Oh, I'm happy. I didn't say I wasn't happy. I didn't say I wasn't happy. Well, you're not? I'm perfectly fine. Remember, oh. that's what I always used to say. You'd say, you'd say, hey, Lisa Foster, how'd that date go? And I'd say, it was perfectly fine. fine. <laughs> it was fine. I've got to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. No, don't mess with Mr. 
think at one time on one of these podcasts, I played a, uh, I played a thing that my friend Bob Nelson had recorded inadvertently, and it was, uh, it's one of those phone calls where somebody thinks they have hung up, but they haven't, and so you can, you can hear what's going on in the background. My wife got a call from a woman that she knows slightly the other day, and then she, the woman thought she had hung up. And, uh, you know, the woman so, thought Patty had hung up or Patty thought the woman had hung up. The woman had left a message. Oh, got it. And then, and then thought she had hung up, thought she had hung up. So you could continue oh. to hear her talking in the background. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's what you would think. But instead, the woman said, gosh, I, she's just a great person. I really oh. like her. She is so nice. Just wonderful. <laughs> so it, it occurred to me that that might be a good way. If you really want to get on someone's good side. Oh, Yes fake like you've just forgotten to hang up and uh and then say a bunch of nice things about the person that, that could put you that could put you in a pretty good position you know if like brilliant. it's brilliant yeah that's brilliant and i'm thinking of other really great applications for that like you've called your boss and left them a message yes oh that's good i'm right and then down. and then yeah and then you hang you're like god i just i wish i gosh i love talking to him i wish he had answered just, and because he's so smart him. and he, he, he really, he understands how I do my job and he never questions me and he never criticizes me. Yeah. And he's the best boss I ever, ever he's have the worked the best for. boss I've ever I had. do anything for the guy. Anything. I know. Oh, God. God I hope he, I hope he calls me back right away. Oh, man. God, he's cool. He's so <laughs> cool. He's probably busy because... You know, when you're cool, you're busy. And so he probably can't call me back right away, but he will eventually. Uh, I don't even care if he does because he's so cool. I, I just, that's all I really wanted to tell him. Uh, oh, shoot, I forgot to hang up. I'd notice how you smiled just now, surprised at having seen how I ate up your flattery, then licked the platter clean. I've been so starved for pretty words, however insincere. Till as for me, flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah, that is so... Pat, that is the single most... That's one of the best tips going into the new year. I can you don't think it's too cynical? <laughs> no. Okay, good. I huh? think it's brilliant. All right, good. We're going to keep In fact, I'm going to try it today. <laughs> Except okay. here's the thing, people don't really call much anymore. I mean, don't you aren't you suspicious now when your phone rings? I'm like, who the hell is that? Oh, it's spam. What a surprise. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the call. I haven't gotten one in three weeks. Yes. I'll take the spam call. People yeah, everybody text. they yeah, text they, now. Yeah. Nobody yeah. and uh and we talked about the perils of texting before. Oh yes. Because there's no there's little nuance that you can create in a text. Yes. Uh, there's no infl voice inflection or irony that's readily evident. It's just the, the words, and they can be misinterpreted, and, and they can get you in trouble, too. Yeah, it's yes. very true. Very true. It's only words, and words are all I have to take your heart away. Hey, uh, you know, I, I sound like I'm kind of churlish sometimes when I get, I start ranting about these commercials. I think one thing is that I watch too many commercials. 
most people fast forward through them, but yeah. I tend, I tend to watch them or, uh, if they're particularly annoying to me personally, <laughs> I will rewind them and watch them again so that I can why, heighten my annoyance. Why do you insist on living in a know. place of pain? I think this, it's a neurosis of uh, I ha I need to get counseling on this. Yeah, I, I, something's I, going on. I don't know that you need counseling as much as you just need to stop it. Like just stop it. You're right. You're right. Here's but, my re here's my resolution. I I'm trying to stop correcting people. It's a horrible habit if they have used a word incorrectly. Yes. Uh, mispronounced something. Yes. Uh, bad syntax. Uh, yes. Whatever. I'm just going to shut my yap about that. You used to do that to me all the time. You still do that to me, which I don't mind because I want to be, I want to know what's right. And did I, I do that know. to you? I probably did. I did it to everybody. Oh, yes. So I, all I, the time. So I probably had a very punchable face because of that. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, no. I'm, I'm giving that up. However, uh, there's just this one exception, and then I, I think I'll be done with this, okay? Okay. Oh, we'll see about that. There's a woman for years, uh, her character name on TV is Jan, and she's the spokesperson for Toyota. Oh, my God. Can I stop you right there? Well, that's the second Jan stop. Yeah, Jan is... Okay. Jan is one of those annoying people that if she lived next door, I would try to avoid her. Yeah. I would make sure I would like watch when she left the house so I wouldn't run into her. Yeah. I would, she, I would never invite her to a party. Wow. I just, don't you find her just there? And I can't even tell you why I find her annoying. I just, something about me. Something about her makes my fur go up, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't didn't know you were going to admit about all the fur that you have. <laughs> I've seen you, uh, by the way, in a cocktail dress. You have one of the hairiest backs uh, on any human, female or male. I, which is not on you. It works, okay? Yeah. But other times, uh, if like you, you got this Ed Asner thing going back there. But yeah. it's fine, Lisa. I'm not criticizing it. What I am criticizing uh, regarding this woman, Jan, and these God, now she, so now they are in their Toyota-thon phase. This is a thing, apparently, they, this company does annually where you can get even better buys wow. than, during Toyota-thon. But listen to this. Here's my problem. You know, we, I was ranting about the woman that ends everything with a question mark yep. a couple of podcasts ago. Yep. This, this woman, too... Uh, has the same inflection all the time, or most of the time. On every single line. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, here it is. Toyota-thon is on. Time to make the holidays picture-perfect with a new Toyota. Like Camry, Tacoma, Grand Highlander, and more. Celebrate the season with a new Toyota. That, um, uh, to me, that's a woman that has just, she's got the easiest gig in the world. All you got to no. do is just say this, right. and then you go home, get your check. Yeah, and and, you, and collect been, your residuals because you know it's a union job, and she's oh, getting yeah. paid more than once. And she's been doing it for I bet ten years or more. Yeah, I think you're right. Like let me ask you this, Pat Cashman, because you seem to yes uh, always point out commercials with annoying women. Are there yeah. any? <laughs> I know. I, I knew you were going to say that. I, I understand that we can be annoying sometimes, but you no, know what? This might right. come as a shock to you. Yes. Men are equally annoying, if not more. I, so are there. I, I agree. I agree. And I've got, okay. that's, I, I totally, I knew you were going to bust me on that and you're right to. Somehow I just look up during commercials <laughs> like that and I think, oh, you're saying it the same way over and over and over. 
And then is anybody directing this commercial? What are you doing? Probably Sorry. a man. So yeah, there's a, no annoying man. man commercials is what you're telling me. Well, I'm sure there are. And in fact, next so, time, next time okay. around, I will have one or two, if not several. That uh, is your assignment. I love that's that's your assignment and that right. you're committed to doing that. Okay, remind me now of this. I, oh, I will. I will be texting you. In fact, I'm going to call you every day okay. and leave a message. All right. And then I'm going to pretend not to hang up, and I'm going to say, that Pat Cashman is just the most wonderful. I am so lucky I got to be his friend. <laughs> and I, he's just like, I, what would I do without him? And what? So that's oh, what's that, going to happen. That's the part I'm going to save. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> you, you should also share the assignment to make your case. Say, I, I'll, I'll, yeah. you, you wanted some annoying men commercials? Here they are. Oh, okay. So you should, okay. you should do the assignment as well. Challenge accepted, sir. This is a man's word. This is a man's word. But it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. Hey, did I ever tell you about a man that I worked with a million years ago? It was a broadcasting job at a TV station. And he's a lovely man who worked in the um, art department. When they used stations used to have art departments, they call mm -hmm. them graphics departments now, I guess. But he was really a great, great guy. His name was Hung Nguyen. First okay. name, H-U-N-G. Nguyen. I don't believe I've ever heard this. I feel like I've heard all your stories, but I don't think I know this one. This one's actually a true story, which is maybe why you've never heard it from me before. <laughs> okay, lay it on me. But, but I can remember we I went to lunch one day with Hung, and we went to uh, Ivers. We went to an Ivers location. Mm, and if you're, if you're out of Seattle area and you don't know what I'm talking about, Ivers is the seafood uh, chain in the Seattle area, specializing in seafood chowder. It's and good. It's and, really uh, good. Yeah, it's a fish place. They're really good. And but their chowder is really good. It's really good. And uh, and they're famous for that. Yep. So so Hung and I go out to lunch uh, at uh, Ivers, and uh, we go to the counter, and we order the food, and then we take a number, and we're... In fact, I don't even think they gave us numbers. They gave us names, yeah. So, you know, so yeah. uh, pretty soon I hear... Pat, your order's up. And so I go get my order. And Hung, your order's up. Hung takes a little while getting up to the counter. He purposely drags his feet. And then <laughs> he says, he says, watch this. And oh, so, no. so he walks up to the counter and just stands there. To when the woman behind the counter finally has to say, are you Hung? Oh. And he goes, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and he was delighted with himself. And he, he told me later, I do it all the time. I hung my head. I hung my head. God, it's just, it's just astonishing how men even, how do you guys even survive a day with that I kind of, know. that kind of juvenile masculinity humor? It's, it's not something so... that I'll say, oh yeah, well, you might, I've seen women doing this stuff all the time. <laughs> no, you're right. It's a, it's a. And the it's delight so... he had in watching her reaction. 
waiting. And the delight you just took in telling that sophomore story. Again, it's it's yeah. the gift that never quits giving. No, it's true. Hey, um, I, I'm backing up here a little bit. I'm going to do a little moonwalk in here. All right. We, but we were just talking about commercials. And a million years ago, I did a commercial. I've done a lot of commercials. Been in a lot of advertising sessions and recording studios. I've been very lucky to get to do that kind of work. I love it. And I don't even, mm-hmm. people ask me, how do you get into it? And I, I, I tell them, I don't know. I really <laughs> yeah, I don't. don't know. I really yeah. don't know how, because I didn't have a resume. I didn't have a demo tape when I first started getting calls to be in commercials. It just sort of, I don't know how it happened. I but really don't. But it was because you worked in, in TV, though. Isn't that sort of the it was before. It was before that, though. I started oh, okay. getting a lot of lot of calls to come in and be in commercials. Well, Funny commercials, you, mostly. Didn't you do weather? Like, weren't you, uh, what did you do before you were a weather? Oh, that's, you were a lumberjack. Well, not exactly, but but no. When I moved to Seattle, I was I worked at a TV station where I was a producer of commercials, right? Okay. TV commercials. I what I didn't come as any kind of on camera talent or got it. But I, I had ambitions to do it, but it just I didn't put on tape together or anything. In fact, yeah, I have this great thing from a there was a magazine that used to circulate in the seattle area called marketing magazine and one time they had an issue and and there was a a, a article in it that said the top voice talent in seattle and it, and they had a list of women and a list of men and and then after each name i don't you should have been on the list but uh, Thank you, were, you. I don't think you were doing that that kind of work at that time. This is I going back would. many years. Yeah. But uh, so uh, it, so a typical one would say, I'm going to make up a name, uh, Leonard Jenkins. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why. I know all your fake names. And for some reason, I I had like um, a premonition that Leonard Jenkins was going to come out of your mouth. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let me come up with something different then. You don't, and don't say Larry, because that's your other go-to. William Henry Harrison. Okay. Okay. Uh, and and so it would say, William Henry Harrison, rich, mellifluous voice, uh, oh, uh, yeah. does uh, English, Australian, and French accents. Yes. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here, a voice. Basically, what you're saying is there's sort of a voice. A description of yes. the the said exactly. voice talent. Okay, got exactly. It. Okay, and so and I'm not making this up. This is what it said for me: Pat Cashman, <laughs> old yeah. men and dumb guys. <laughs> well, well, I know, I know, but the the utter accuracy of it was depressing to me at first, and then I thought, well, on the other hand, at least I'm at least I'm on this list. Maybe people that are in the advertising agencies might see, oh, I need a spot with a dumb guy in it. I'll call Cashman. <laughs> Old men and dumb guys. <laughs> Old men and dumb guys. And they're right. Yeah, they were right. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, well, my it, God. It, it, okay, it so back to the other commercial that's annoyed you. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't one that the... annoyed me. It was one that I was in. And oh, I the even... one you were in. Got yeah. it. And I was in it with a another guy that you know too, Scott Burns. And then there was a third guy and I can't remember who the third guy was, but uh, it was a commercial for butter, I guess. Was it Uh, a on screen talent or was this a radio? It was a radio gig. So we're all, we're all in a recording studio together 
And the way recording studios are set up, most people know, the uh, the producers and the engineers are in one room, and then mm-hmm. there's usually a, an adjoining room, but you can see through glass, so you can called see... The, called the booth. Yeah, exactly. The so, booth. So here was the idea of this. It was a commercial... It was a commercial for about this time of year. So it was a holiday themed commercial for butter. And and I'd forgotten about this commercial until Scott Burns found it recently and sent it to me. <gasps> he did? Yes, and I ha- and I'm going to play it for you here. I'm so excited. Uh well it's it it's not anything really very good, but <laughs> but I'll tell you about the making of of the Can I ask and, you a question? Yes. Were you playing an old guy or a dumb guy? <laughs> I was not playing a dumb guy. I was or, a dumb guy. Or were you a dumb old guy? That's the question. Can you combine them? I feel lucky to have lived long enough to become a dumb old guy because <laughs> this commercial could have killed me. Oh. Uh, as my wife told me later, she couldn't believe that we had done oh. this. Oh God. So they wanted this commercial to feature three elves. And Scott and I and this other guy were going to be the elves. So the producer of the commercial, the ad agency guy, he came up with the idea, let's get these guys all in a booth and they'll all suck helium and then do their voices for, as the elves. So they okay, brought this big, that sounds... Yeah, well, here's the commercial. Give it a listen. Okay. It was the night before the big holiday party, and Sally desperately needed help with last-minute preparations. I desperately need help with these last-minute preparations. Hi. What the? We are three magic elves here to help you. Well, fine. I'm Clippy. I'm Snippy. I'm Lippy. I'll finish these cookies. I'll make the gravy. I'll bake this bread. Why don't you just go relax, overworked human lady? Well, great. Just please tell us where you keep the butter. Butter? Oh, there should be some right here. Oh, Goodness, I guess I'm all out. Of course you have extra butter in the freezer. Well, no. Oh, no butter in the freezer? Man. This is extremely irritating for us. What the hell were you thinking anyway? But uh, Without butter, we cannot sing and work merrily. Without butter, this dinner will be as boring as your regular cookie. But you're elves. Can't you just get some butter out of thin air? That is not in our contract. Anyone with a clue would have frozen several pounds of butter. To use through the holidays. We rode down the moonbeam for nothing. Well, I am so frustrated, I am shaking. Show some elf control, Lippy. All right, kind of stupid. Nothing <laughs> special. But to get those voices, we're all sucking helium. My problem with the commercial as I listen back to it now is we all sound the same. I think most people all sound the same when they suck helium. Yes, that's a good point. They could have hired one guy. They could have hired one guy. Or nowadays, you'd do this electronically. You would would speed the voice up or you'd tweak it, you know, that kind of thing. And you could have done it then. I mean, this wasn't the... This wasn't the Bronze Age we were doing this commercial in. They had the capability of doing it electronically, but somebody thought, no, this will be funny. This will be a good way to do this. And so we're sucking helium in this confined booth. Scott and the other guy seemed to do okay with it, but after a fashion, it was really getting to me. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, were you nauseous or drunk? Or what do you mean? I passed out. I (gasps) literally... Passed out in the booth, went down. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they had to get me out of there into fresh air. And so subsequently, I've learned that if you suck helium, that can cause a bubble uh, and give you an embolism at the worst. Uh, you can get your arteries obstructed by it. It could kill you. 
Jeez. If you goof around with it for too much. Yeah. And so, and, and so uh, I learned the hard way. Yeah. This, that helium is not, it sounds funny, but it's, <laughs> it's a gas that you shouldn't have in your body uh, to excess. And yeah. So or, I like, or use it to perform in any way. I hope you were, I hope you got union scale <clears throat> on that gig. Cause you know, yeah. you were in mortal danger. Well, it turned out I was, my wife who was a nurse was just apoplectic when I told her uh, what we had done. She said, who did that? Who's stupid enough to think that's a good idea? Uh-huh. I said, well, it's that guy over there. He's that guy. <laughs> and then who, who was stupid, stupid enough, enough to go ahead and do it? <laughs> to, well, you know, by then you're hired and you show up and they didn't yeah. tell me in advance. Yes. By the way, when you get here, you're going to be sucking helium for half an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> they didn't tell us that until we're there. Right. So the other two guys are saying, okay, let's do it. And I'm going, well, I, I can't be the one guy that won't go along right. with the program. <clears throat> Plus, I didn't really know the how deleterious it could be to suck helium. We've all done it occasionally. Right. You know, because with a balloon or something. So it's funny. And, right. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. But, but we, then, we, but then we you have take... the other piece. But then you have the other piece to to your point about you have the other piece of I'm not going to be the wimpy guy. I'm not going to be the yeah. pussy here that oh, goes yeah. Yeah. no, man. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> like guys, th- just to save yeah. your fragile male egos, will do the stupidest stuff Thank because you, you d- <laughs> we do. <laughs> You don't want to be, you don't, you have this sort of societal image that you've got to maintain. Yeah, well, you've been hired too. They're going to pay you. Uh, That's so. true. There's that point. But I would say the more important part is how you look to the other dudes in the room. Yeah, exactly. If it had been a woman uh, involved in the session as well, then we might yeah. have been able to say, hey, do you want to suck him? No, I don't want to suck it. Well, um, let's don't. Let's let's bow out. I don't want to suck it. <laughs> we represent the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild, and in the name of the lollipop guild, we wish to welcome you to Munchkin Land. Okay, it's time for the joke. Here we go. <laughs> A man on vacation in North Africa ended up lost in the desert. The temperature was over 100 degrees, Lisa, and he was desperate for water. Wow. Yeah, water. Yeah, you yeah. got have water in the desert. Yeah, if they, and, 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 you know, the helium from the sun was making his voice higher and higher, too. So through this heat haze, he was just able to make out a tent in the desert, way off in the distance. Yeah. So somehow he summons up enough strength, staggers to a tent where he's greeted by a Bedouin. A wait, a what? A what? A, a, be, a Bedouin. You know, a what? You, know, you never heard of a Bedouin before? You know what? I'm having a major deja vu here. I think you've told this joke before, and I struggled at this part again. Oh, I might have told this joke before. <laughs> But let's continue because it's been a while and I forgot how it ended. Yeah. But I think you've thrown this big fancy five dollar word at me before. I don't know what that is. Well, it's not a five dollar word. It's yes, it is. Use twenty five cent words with me. Bedouins you know better. are people uh, who live in desert regions that don't have a fixed home, so they they travel from place to place, oasis to oasis, or what where have you, uh, with their tents. And then and we've so, had this discussion before. Why, why don't you just call them? Uh, Vagabonds or 
tent travelers or something. Well, you could also say, why don't you tell another joke? Why don't you tell a better one? <laughs> you could say that. Don't pun no. me. Okay. I don't I like to be punned. Okay, I won't pun it. punish I, you anymore. I just had to tell somebody that. I have a girlfriend who adores puns. My yeah. girlfriend, Curly Hair. She adores puns. I hate them. I think they are just... I hate puns. Hate them. So don't pun me. All right. Um, All right. Let's continue. Okay. So he goes to the tent and there's a guy in the tent who travels. Is that where we're at? Well, he's a a better one, Lisa. And uh, the traveler staggers to the tent. He says, first of all, he says, I must know what is a better one. (laughs) Wait a minute. I thought he had been sucking helium. I'll answer that on another joke. Uh, no, but the guy's saying, water, I I must have water. And uh, the better one says, I'm sorry, sir, I don't have any water. Well, would you like to buy a tie? A tie? Are you out of your mind, you idiot? I don't need a tie, I need water. Oh, okay, geez, settle down. If you really need water, there's another tent about three kilometers to the east, right over that direction, and I know they've got water. All right, so the the poor guy begins his lonely crawl across the desert, look, crawling three kilometers to the east. And How they, far is a kilometer? It's uh, a, a point six miles, I think. Oh. If you ran a ten k, you'd run six point two miles. Oh, I thought you said point six miles. I'm like, that's not that bad. No, it's less than a mile. It's uh, oh, it is less than a mile. Substantially less than a mile. Okay, no. I thought you said it was six miles. Okay, okay I so don't care. So okay. He goes no, don't to give the, me. You, you got this Bedouin thing going already. Don't ask me anymore. I'm sorry. Continue. Joke, okay? All right, sir. So he finally crawls across. It takes him eight hours, Lisa, to go. Oh, wow. To go to reach this other tent, but he finds it finally. And guess what? What? There's another Bedouin there. I knew but, it. But this guy isn't wearing the long regal robes and all of that stuff. He's wearing a tuxedo, and he's waiting oh. right at the entrance. And he says, "Can I help?" And the guy goes, water, I I must have water. And the better one says, I'm sorry, sir. Well, you can't come in here without a tie. <laughs> sorry. It's good. It's good the second time, too. Oh, good. You got the accent. You wake the positive and eat him. Money the negative and that's on. To the affirmative and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Man, they said we better accent. You ate the positive and heal him. Mine ate the negative and latch on. To the affirmative and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. No! Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.